0: It is that most wonderful time of the year for homeschool moms. (laughs) No, it's not Christmas. Christmas is wonderful. But we are so focused in turning our attention to curriculum and planning out next homeschool year. And we just as homeschool moms just get so excited, right? We like nerd out when it comes to curriculum and just all of the shiny new things and all of the possibilities. I think that's really what it is. The curriculum is great. But I think it's it's kind of like when we um, come back after like Christmas break and start the new year, we just kind of have a fresh perspective, which we also do when we start our homeschool year. Most of us start like August, September. But I think that as we're thinking about the next homeschool year, like we're wrapping up one year, we're like, okay, we've done it. It's been a good year. We're going to wrap this up. We're going to have the summer, have some time off, whether you take off just a couple of weeks or you take a couple of months off. It's just knowing that we have that little bit of a break, and but we're just excited and thinking about all of the possibilities, everything that we can do the next homeschool year, and it's exciting. So today we're going to talk about some simple steps for you as you're planning next year's curriculum, because I've seen all the things, I've heard all the things, and I have experienced all the things, the excitement, the uh, frustration, the budget that we need to stay in, And just the great desire we have to have a great homeschool year. And then we just see all of the things and we want to get all of the things and we want to do all of the things. So today I'm going to lay out for you just a couple of simple steps that are going to help you to choose the best curriculum for your family for this upcoming homeschool year. And while we're at it, mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally homeschool mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Lately, we'll, we'll say maybe this past month or so, I have seen a couple of memes going around on the internet, on social media, just various platforms even, talking about, um, and they're funny, I laughed, talking about how us as homeschool moms were like so over our curriculum and our plans for this homeschool year, and we are just instead like so focused on the next homeschool year and so excited that we just kind of want to ditch what we're doing right now. And I want to encourage you, yeah, laugh at those memes. They're funny because they're true. But I want you to focus though on right now, even though we're talking about next homeschool year, I want you to focus still on continuing the goals and the path and the routines and everything you have set up for this homeschool year. Doesn't mean you can't go off script, done some recent episodes about that. Doesn't mean that with this beautiful weather that you can't go and ditch everything, but just overall Don't let the shiny curriculum and the great plans of next year distract you in a way that this homeschool year like ends. It's like a, you know, think of like a a plane or something doing a nosedive. Let's not nosedive this homeschool year. What I want you to do here is I want you to write down these simple steps that I'm going to give you and then learn to compartmentalize when it comes to your curriculum. And what I mean by that is When you are doing this homeschool year, be there, be completely in that moment, be there in the learning and the education and the exploring of the world and using the resources that you feel is best for your family. So be there in that moment. Don't be worrying about next homeschool year at that time. And then compartmentalize when you will take time to then plan and to think out and come up with the resources that are going to be best. For your family for next homeschool year so take some time maybe it's in the evening maybe you tell yourself okay i have a goal of in the next two weeks i want to be done with figuring out what we're going to use and i'm going to take just one hour on these certain evenings and i'm just going to focus on that that's what i mean by compartmentalizing during the day during the time that you're with your kids focus on that maybe they're playing outside and you're like hey i'm going to do some searching online i'm going to read some blogs i'm going to watch some videos I'm going to listen to some podcast episodes, (laughs) hinted, but just focus on taking time to think about next homeschool year, but don't let it distract you from the goodness and the days and the moments and the time and the reality right in front of you with your kids. Way back many years ago, I guess it's probably been 12, I don't know, 12 or 13 if you're new at homeschooling, you'll, you're like, oh, I'm on my, you know, we are three and one third years into homeschooling. Eventually you'll forget. It just kind of all blends together. But when I first, you know, we decided like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to homeschool. My two oldest were still in school. And I, I just wanted to bring them home right then and there. Looking back, I should have, but the place where I was at that time mentally and emotionally It was okay for them to stay in to finish up that school year. And I know a lot of moms that are in that similar boat. So do not feel guilty that you're not taking them out the moment you decide you want to homeschool. If you want to finish up the the school year with them in public school, that's fine. Go ahead and and do that. You have full permission to do that. But if you are feeling that nudge, like this is not a good situation, I need to get them out, then get them out right now. You can do that today. Did you know that? You can go and unenroll them and bring them home today. They're your kids. But I just remember being so excited about beginning our homeschool year. And I went to a convention that spring and it was amazing. I loved it because I found my people. I was like, this, okay, they're not weird. (laughs) There's actually lots and lots of normal homeschool moms. And I just wanted to buy all of the things. I wanted to get the perfect curriculum that was out there. And I love the convention and through my many years, looking back specifically on that experience and then how I grew in understanding of how to navigate conventions, I just I enjoy them thoroughly. But I also know they can be overwhelming. And I figured out a step by step, on how to prepare for a convention, how to navigate your way through a convention successfully. And then thinking back to afterwards being like, okay, I did that well. I did not go way over budget and now have to explain, you know, what all happened when I told my husband, we figured out a homeschool budget, and then I spent thousands and thousands of dollars And then being like, oh great, what did I do? So I actually have worked out a step-by-step and that is one of the lessons in Clarify Your Homeschool. And I have heard from numerous moms that have gone through Clarify Your Homeschool and they've come back and told me that that lesson was really, really good and really important. They were like, the printout helped and everything just going in with my mindset. So I was like, yay, I'm so excited that you were able to enjoy the convention and not feel overwhelmed at all. But anyway... was my first experience with homeschool curriculum and it was just so exciting that's like when i really caught the homeschool bug and my love of homeschool curriculum began then all those many years ago and so let's just talk now i'm going to give you i have five simple steps on how to pick your curriculum for next homeschool year are you ready get your pen and your paper okay step number one is i want you to look at what went well and what you loved about this homeschool year that you are currently wrapping up what went really good what parts did you love what parts did your kids love just brainstorm and write those down you can even right now write down number 1 write that down like what did i what went well and what did we love about this homeschool year and then leave a space and then think about it write it down ask your kids what went well and how can i repeat that Maybe you found an amazing science curriculum that guided you because you're not a science type of person, and it was so good. Well, write that down. Science went well. Go back and look at the company, the publisher of that science curriculum, and then just pick a different book from the series. Now, that's not guaranteed that it's still going to be as great because maybe it was more so the topic that your kids really liked, but take a look there are different options because the layout and the way that they approach writing the homeschool curriculum is still probably going to be about the same, especially if it has the same authors. But look at what went well and then say to yourself, how can I repeat that with introducing either new material or building upon that material that we learned, uh, that we really loved? Number two here is going to be the opposite. <laughs> You're going to look at what did not go well. And what did you not like? What didn't the kids like? Just be honest. Nobody has to see your paper. Take a look and say, what didn't go well? Maybe it was the amount of time you spent doing your homeschool. Maybe what didn't go well was your frustration and you lost your cool. (laughs) You were more angry. Like what was it then? Like dive in deeper. What was it that caused that? What caused us not to be able to stick with our plans? What caused us to ditch certain curriculum? What caused us maybe to fall off the rails when it came to language arts? Maybe it's because you're using a resource that just didn't fit well with you. Maybe it was too hard. Maybe it was too time consuming. And instead of tweaking it, you just ditched it. So take a look at what didn't go well this past homeschool year and what didn't we like and just brain dump and write those things down and say, let me use this as a lesson of things to avoid when it comes to choosing my next homeschool year curriculum. And quite possibly, something that maybe didn't go well is just something that was in that season of life. Maybe it was really hard because you had a toddler just into all of the things that was a distraction and just made it a bit more difficult to come up with a routine. And then this coming homeschool year will be how many months from now and your little one will have grown and matured some. So when we look back and we say, what was hard about this homeschool year? We really need to look and say, was that like a situational thing? Maybe there were some things going on with extended family. Maybe there was some ill health or maybe there was an accident or there was something that was taking away from your focus. Maybe you were doing a lot of things outside of the home and you have now decided it's just not a good season for me to do a lot of those things and you've laid that aside, well, next homeschool year, you won't be juggling all of those things. So take that into account as well. That next homeschool year will be different. Every single year of homeschool is different, not just because we're choosing different curriculum, not just because they're one grade older, but just because life changes. It's not stagnant, doesn't stay the same. The good, the bad, the ugly... The fantastic come and go. So keep that in mind as well. All right. Number three here is that I want you to consult your vision and your goals when it comes to what you're planning. If we don't have a vision and goals, doesn't mean you can't homeschool without a vision and goals. I just don't highly recommend it because speaking from experience, when you don't have a vision and goals, you are swayed so much easier. You will just pick something because maybe a social media influencer or your favorite blogger really recommended something. And I'm not saying that that's not a great curriculum or a great resource. It might just not fit well for you, might not fit well for you in this season, or maybe it's just you adding one more thing that just is overloading you. And when you have a vision and goals, you are able to make a decision from a place of fully being intentional And having that focus and understanding why you're making the decision instead of just, you know, everybody says throwing spaghetti at the wall and like, let's see if this sticks and let's see if this works. Instead of that, look back at your vision and your goals. This right here is a major focus and a foundation. Like I don't let you get past and clarify your homeschool without doing this. And if you do try to skip those lessons, you will come to other lessons and be like, ugh great. I got to go back and do that because I know that it is foundational. All of the other decisions are based upon that. I have the process broken down and I'm speaking from experience. I have created this process because it was the process that worked for me. And it has worked for many, many families now who have gone through clarify your homeschool is I break that process down of how do we get our vision and our goals And then there's some pretty printables that I provide you that you can write those down and hang those up and have those visually for yourself so that every decision that you make, especially right now, when it comes to your homeschool curriculum, you can say, does this align with my vision? Does this align with my goals? If it does not, we are not going to do it. And I think this is like such a really cool thing about homeschooling and the uniqueness of families. And that's why I speak about the homeschool lifestyle. This is a whole thing. This isn't, we don't put education in a little compartment and it's not just something we do from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. and then we go about the rest of our life. It's fully what we do. And everything, curriculum, and every decision that we make needs to line up with that vision and the goals. Even things like your extracurricular activities, those things, let's make sure they're a part of your vision and goals and you make those decisions as to how you spend your time. And curriculum, how you spend your time, like how, you were spending a lot of time on your curriculum. So let's make sure that it fits under that umbrella of your vision and goals. And you can get more information about Clarify Your Homeschool at clarifyyourhomeschool.com. Everything is all right there and you can get started and we'll get that vision and those goals figured out. So that was, as you are trying to get your homeschool curriculum for next year, let's pick the best curriculum and resources and how you're going to spend your time. So go over to clarifierhomeschool.com. Okay, number four here. Are you ready, mama? Do not overbuy. Don't buy all of the things. <laughs> Recently, I met with a local family that's going to be switching over to homeschool. And I was talking to her and you know, she's like, oh, I'm just so, I'm like overwhelmed by this and this and this. And her kids are in elementary school, younger elementary school. And I was like, just find a math and your language arts, the rest will fall into place. Those two, the reading, the writing, the arithmetic, you know, back in the day of three R's, just focus on that first. And when you feel like that's good, if you are someone who has been homeschooling a little bit, you would know like what's going to kind of fit a little bit better and feel more comfortable, but don't overbuy. Start with that math, start with the language arts, because if you buy too much stuff, you are going to feel obligated. You're going to see that stack On the first day of homeschool, and you're gonna say, How am I gonna fit that into everything? Let's just get super solid in those couple of subjects. And then you know what? As the year goes on, you can add in more things. What you can do is if you are feeling tempted to overbuy and get all of the things, I want you to work on a list. You can either put it by subjects or you just scribble it down somewhere. It's absolutely fine. Maybe you have a homeschool mom notebook, but write down all of the resources that. You are coming across that you're like, I really like that, and I want to add that in. Just write those down so that you don't forget, because <laughs> we're a little bit busy. Our days are are a bit full. You know, we have a lot that we're trying to remember. Let's have like one less thing to remember, and just write those down. And then as your homeschool year goes on, you're like, okay, we have found ourselves in a good routine, and then say, hmm, what are those things that I was looking to add in? Let me go ahead and take a look at that list. Let me revisit that, those resources and make sure they're still aligned with what we want to do. Let me pray on them and then let's see what we can add in first. But if you overbuy, you're going to look at that stack and you're going to say, I am financially committed to doing that and therefore I'm going to do it. I don't care how crazy our day goes. I don't care if nobody likes it. I bought it. We have to do it. And that's what happens when we overbuy. So I'm going to encourage you not to overbuy. And number five kind of ties a little bit into that. And it is that I want you to give time for organic learning. I talk specifically about this in episode 141. So I'm going to encourage you to finish this one up and then go ahead and listen to episode 141. That'll give you a little, that'll give you some encouragement and a little pep in your step as you feel empowered to add more organic learning. There is so much to be said about kids kids exploring some interests and kids being exposed, just being out in the world and just seeing where that leads. So adding in time, you do not need to be doing homeschool with them from, let's say 9am to 3pm. I think that's kind of about what most elementary schools in the US have lined out. Maybe it's different where you are, but you kind of get it. It's six to seven hours. And if we have that all filled up with all homeschool stuff, which you don't do not need to do, okay, by the way, you are working one on one, maybe one to three, even if you have 10 kids, it's one to 10, which you're probably not, I mean, if you have 10 kids, you have some high school kids, you're not probably doing the same thing as you're doing with the elementary school kids. But let's not dismiss the free time that they have to learn and to explore. And they will come up with so many questions and just letting them just that interest take a little bit of the lead. So I want you to not, because I mean, so going back to number four, if you overbuy, your day is jam-packed and you don't have time for organic learning. So therefore, these two go together. Don't overbuy so that you add in some time for organic learning for them, for you, and just to kind of see where things go. Because this right here, that's home education. Having the freedom for organic learning and time to explore interests is really at the heart of home education because it is something that is going to serve them well. You're going to feed their desire to continue to learn. And when it comes to education, there really is no greater thing that you can give to your child with their desire to continue to learn, whether that's in their spiritual life, whether that is in learning more about science or writing more or reading more or just being interested in continuing to learn. How many of us know adults who don't want to continue to learn? there's a lot out there. Let's raise kids that want to continue to learn. And that's where the organic learning and the free time that they have, that's what it leads to. Okay. So let's wrap this up. I'm going to tell you those five simple steps real quick again, so you can check your list. And if you missed something, you can fill it in. So number one is to look at what went well. And what did you love about this past year? Number two, look at what did not go well and what you did not like about this past year. Number three, consult your vision and goals, which are going to really flesh out and clarify your homeschool. Number four, don't overbuy curriculum. And number five, make sure you add time for organic learning. Okay, are you ready to buy your curriculum now? I hope you're excited. I hope you feel encouraged and empowered and not feeling this weight upon yourself that it is that you can't do it or just follow these steps. Okay. I want you to follow the steps. And then I want you to let me know that you follow the steps. You can send me an Instagram DM. You can send me an email. Let me know, Hey, I followed those steps and it worked. Yay. I'll be so excited. And if you have not left a review for this podcast, I would so appreciate it. If you could just take, okay, 30 seconds, maybe a minute, depends on how much you want to write, but scroll down on your Apple iTunes and It would be fantastic if you could give it a five-star rating and then go ahead and just write a little bit of something that you have appreciated or that you have enjoyed about this podcast. I would greatly appreciate it. I read every single one of those reviews and it gives, it gives me that pep in my step. It gives me the momentum to keep on going. I love to hear from you, love to know what you want to hear more about. So go ahead and take a minute to go ahead and do that. And I just say thank you in advance for that. All right, friend, have a great rest of your day and enjoy the exploring of all the resources and all the curriculum and all the possibilities for the next homeschool year. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at littlebylittlehomeschool Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama!